You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome, everyone, to Stoppage Time. Peter and I are back here with you to cover Auburn soccer yet again. Auburn had a prosperous weekend uh, facing Syracuse Orange Women. I don't know if we call them Orange Women or Orange Men. Um, and then the Troy Trojans. Are they the Trojans, Peter? I'm really struggling with nicknames right now. Um, but it was a good weekend. So, Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I, sound, uh, I think I'm doing better than you are right now. Just a little bit. Uh, we have this big ragweed problem, which I know everyone in stoppage time world cares about. So I'm struggling with my voice a little bit. So uh, this isn't from my chain smoking tendencies at all. Yeah, I lived in Oklahoma, too, and I remember my allergies there. Uh, of course, I had a cat, too. We found out I was allergic to a cat, but uh, not none too friendly on the allergies. No, not really. So without further ado, since we finally have a wonderful weekend to talk about, go ahead and kick us off, Peter. What happened? Well, I got some news and notes. Let's talk about that first. Uh, Sarah Houchin was named to the Top Door Soccer's Team of the Week last week. It was after we recorded, so we weren't able to talk about it. But uh, it was based on her two-goal performance, and she did great last week. So she made that Top Door Soccer Team of the Week honorable mention. And then this week, Bree Foles was named to the SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, This week she had two goals and one assist, and we're about to talk about that now. Drew, are you ready to talk about the Syracuse game? Oh, absolutely. Love the Syracuse game. A lot of fun things happen in that game. Well, Auburn won 2-0 in the Syracuse game. In the 52nd minute, Haley Whitaker split two defenders from 18 yards out and found the net. Bree Folds had the assist on that goal. In the 68th minute, Bree Folds lofted a floating shot over the Syracuse defense and keeper and put it in the net. That was beautiful also. Uh, Brooke Burden and Angeline Daly had the assist on that. In that match, Auburn had 27 shots, 12 on goal. Syracuse had seven shots, two on goal. And Kate Hart had two saves. Uh, if it's okay with you, Drew, I'm going to go ahead and let's look at the other one because a lot of the, those matches were really similar, I think, in a lot of ways. So let's just look at them together. Uh, Auburn played Troy on Sunday night, and they also won 3-0. Uh, early on in that match, it was the Sydney and Richards show. She was awesome. She had two great goals. In the fifth minute, she had a one-timer. In the opposite netting, off a of Haley Whitaker and uh, Jalen Gaston assist. In the 27th minute, Sydney Richards again scored the brace with a perfectly placed ball in the upper 90. Uh, had a little curve to it. Beautiful goal. Uh, Carolyn Peterson had the assist there. And then in the 32nd minute, Bree Folds scored on a PK. And in that match, Auburn had 18 shots, 11 shots on goal. Troy had four shots, two shots on goal. And uh, we ended the weekend with two clean sheets. Kate Hart had two saves in that match. We are sitting at a 3-2 and two record on the season right now. So we are back to a winning record, Drew. Uh, I thought there was a lot of encouraging things in this match, both these uh, matches. Yeah, absolutely. I thought uh, – I'll speak to Syracuse because I know I got to watch a lot more of that one. Uh, Syracuse game was wonderful. Coach Hoppe came out in that 3-5-2 formation. And just for you non-soccer listeners to give you a little bit behind that, that's, she had three in the back, she had five in the midfield, and she had two forward. Uh, with really two of those midfielders doing a lot of defensive works on the wings as well. And I thought it worked wonders. We moved the ball well. Angeline Daly held the ball up well in the midfield and just was able to kind of connect passes a lot better. She had two people up top, which I, I clamored for last week. 
And it was definitely something that, that worked wonders because Haley Whitaker had a very good goal, slotted it in that left bottom corner, split those two defenders like you mentioned, and did a really good job with it. I thought they got on the ball a lot better. They had some jitters to start off the game, but ultimately worked well going forward in that game. And Briefold had a wonderful goal too. And they were both made by playing off one another, playing off that extra forward. So I think that's definitely the route to go. And that's the route we saw in the Troy game as well. Also fact check myself, the women teams for Syracuse are just called orange. They don't get to be the orange men or anything, but the Troy, Troy university are the Troy Trojans. So I was one for two on that one. Hey, hey you'll take what you get. Uh, Auburn had a better record than you did though this weekend. Uh, one of the things that we had talked about, and I know that the team was working for a goal for this team this year was creating more open play goals. And I felt they did a great job of that this weekend. Uh, only one of our five goals was a set piece drew. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's really good. Like I mentioned the Syracuse game, we did a really good job in open play, creating chances. Uh, there were, the Syracuse goalkeeper made a lot of good saves, uh, to be quite honest. Like she wasn't just, it wasn't right at her all the time. She was forced into action quite a bit. And that's encouraging. Even if we were to come out of the game with a draw, which I never wanted to, I would have been very encouraged from that game because Auburn forced the keeper to beat them. And it it was a very encouraging performance in both the games, especially as Troy being able to break out a little bit and get on the front foot there against the Trojans I was really encouraged also just the offensive play this weekend we played two weaker opponents I think we talked about that last week you'd agree with that but I saw shades of the offense that we had last season Drew uh when our offense was clicking along at at its best uh I'm not saying that they're at that level but I saw shades of that I saw patience around the box I saw playing the ball back and resetting the attack back into the midfield I saw uh creating goals in and around the 18 yard box and taking a lot of shots and double-digit shots on goal. And, Drew, I know you're really big on shot, uh, shot on goal efficiency. Uh, we had 18 shots, 11 on goal in the Troy match. That's a 61% efficiency rate, Drew. Yeah, I, I, I've harped on that. I and mean, when we've had Al Catero on in the past, he's mentioned that a little bit as well. It's just like there's a difference in, like, quantity of shots just having a high amount over quality there's sometimes where it's just not best to shoot the ball because ultimately what you're going to do is just give away possession and it's good to see high efficiency numbers in that putting shots on frame being able to test the keeper and not just wasting your opportunities going forward because soccer is definitely one of those games that can turn in an instant and one goal changes the whole way you have to approach the game. So if we were just to waste our opportunities and Syracuse was threatening the, the store, the scoreline says two Oh, but Syracuse was a threatening team. Troy, not so much, but Syracuse definitely, we shared a lot of possession with them and that could have been a game that if we would have just been wasting our opportunities and Syracuse would have put the ball in the back of the net. Who knows if we come out with a victory in that game? Yeah, it was kind of a different story. The Troy match. Uh, we really just, I would. I don't. I always wish they had the uh, the possession percentage on there because I want to say 80 in this. We had a lot of possession. They didn't really get the ball too much. We just, we maintained the uh, the the field really well. Um, I know they said after the Syracuse match that the coach stressed simple connecting or simple passes to get momentum going, and I really saw that. A lot of simple passes, a lot of short passes, uh, not trying to boot it far up the field. There was a few times they tried to take advantage of the defense. You're going to do that. You got to catch them. Uh, catch them sleeping sometimes but uh, I really just thought they were doing a really good job just 
working on their short passes, connecting, maintaining possession, not giving the ball away, no dumb turnovers. Uh, there's just so much on this offense that I thought was uh, just really good this weekend. Yeah, I, I thought this was uh, a good bounce back performance from Auburn after kind of getting our legs about us. And I mean, you and I previewed that last week that we thought that these were going to be two wins for Auburn, or at least should be. We, we said last week that we'd have a lot more questions if these weren't two good wins by Auburn. Uh, I don't think all the questions are answered fully, but I think next week is definitely going to help us as well. I thought the defense showed a lot of improvement. Now she, did, you know, she made a defensive change in their formation. You talked about that, but the defense, you know, they was they weren't tested that much, at least in the Troy match, because Mark, uh, Auburn maintained so much possession. But the whole weekend they held both teams to only four shots on goal all weekend. That's combined, and they made a couple of mental errors in the Troy match. But I thought they, they cleaned them up really well. And so I thought the defense uh, looked a little bit better, even though they weren't tested as much. I think they'll be tested a lot more this weekend. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Uh, I, we're getting on the cusp of SEC play, which is the big thing I think you and I are both worried about. And so next week is going to be another opportunity for Auburn to grow, get more comfortable with each other, really establish themselves before uh, they begin their SEC slate because it, it's not going to be an easy road. The SEC and every sport is a difficult path to navigate. And uh, we have that coming around the corner on September 19th with our first game against Kentucky in Lexington. Uh, whether Kentucky is good or not, it doesn't matter. SEC games, people always come to play in those games. And so uh, we should definitely take these next two games as seriously as we can, get as much work in as possible, and – these are going to be two a little more challenging opponents than the last one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and preview what's coming up. We have Southern Miss on Friday there at the Auburn Soccer Complex, and then we have Samford on Sunday. And we know Samford. I'll just go ahead and talk about that one real quick. Samford always gives us a game, am I right, Peter? Yeah, they do. Uh, last season, I remember it was uh, a match, and you always got to watch out for them. By the way, Drew, uh, in the state of Alabama, we've got one win with Troy, and uh, Samford's going to be our next one. So. And then, of course, we're going to play Bama later this season. So we always watch those Alabama matches. We always want to be the best in the state. So this is one we got to focus on. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and talk about the Southern Miss one first. Let's not get our ducks out of a row. But we face them on Friday. They're at the Auburn Soccer Complex, like I said. Should be on one that ESPN's like 13,000 streaming services, but don't quote me on that because they're being really odd with that this year. And I think that's something you and I harp on are going to harp on a lot this year. Uh, but we're looking at a Southern Miss team who has played decent. They're three and three playing uh, against good teams. They started off the season against LSU, just an ex exhibition match and lost one to two, but then they beat Mississippi state one Oh, so that's kind of going to give us a little bit of a gauge as far as entering sec play. But whenever they start their season, officially they lined up against Missouri lost zero one. So they already have a lot of sec teams that they face so far. And they just flip flopped a little bit with who they faced Southeast Missouri state took a loss to them. Lamar got on the board with a win. Louisiana Monroe took a loss. South Alabama took a win. And then they're coming off an eight Oh victory of Mississippi Valley state. So they're, they're one of those teams that's going to be a little more difficult to read what they're doing, figure them out. Uh, but I think they're going to be in that boat with Syracuse a little bit. Maybe not a Troy. I don't think they're that bad. Um, no offense, Troy. Shout out to Dallas, who has roots around there. Uh, but 
I, th- I think this is going to be a good kind of in-between Troy and Syracuse level type game to allow us to get points on the board. What do you think about that one? Yeah, uh, you know, any team that puts eight goals on another team, on an opponent, they have that uh, the no-chill factor, you know, so you got to watch out for that. But, you know, Drew, I did my research tonight. I, I studied I studied not only the matches, I just studied this Auburn team. I'm going to throw this stat out for you. Auburn is 165, 60, and 17. So they are 165, 60, and 17 all-time at the Auburn Soccer Complex. That's pretty amazing. And uh, since the 2015 season, Auburn is 35, 8, and 2 at home. I I will have to give a shout out for this too. I, the student section has been very impressive in the game so far that I've been able to watch uh, at the Auburn Soccer Complex. Uh, I mean, you they featured them a little bit in the Syracuse game. They were loud and they were proud, and it's good to be able to see students coming out to these games i mean if any students are listening reminder the games are free at the auburn soccer complex and i was in college peter you were in college you were in college at auburn what was the best thing in the world for a college student oh yeah definitely free things, and, right? and free food you know specifically food but yeah free games also yeah free games free food free shirts and guess what they do giveaways at the auburn soccer games just keep an eye out for them we have coach hoppa bobbleheads for crying out loud go out to these games support them uh, I'll agree. Uh, I think you can put a pin in that one, and that's going to be a W. Let's go ahead and talk about the Samford game. They have a wonderfully symmetrical win-loss ratio with a 2-2-2 two, two, and two overall record. Um, so they've been really up and down with who they face. They went into a double overtime tie with LSU, but they're also coming off a shellacking to Florida State, which seems like everyone gets at the beginning of the season. And they just took a 6-0 loss to them. They'll have a little warm-up with Alabama State beforehand. And then they'll come travel to us. Uh, Sanford's a decent team. They always play as hard, like you said. We face them every year uh, because they're not afraid to face us. Alabama, looking at you. Um, And you know what? They are so far in the state of Alabama, 1-1-0 as far as their record. Because they tied UAB and they beat the mess out of Troy 6-0. So, um, I mean, if we only beat them 3-0, maybe they got something on us. But I think this is going to be a good game and a big test going into SEC play. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to throw a little shade across the state, Drew. Uh, We played Troy. We played South Alabama last year. We played Sanford last year. And we played Bama consecutive years. So we've got a little bit of history of, of teams in Alabama. Would you agree with me that Sanford is probably our toughest opponent inside the state of Alabama? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred billion, ten percent, because we, ever since you and I've been doing this show, we've played Sanford every year. I'm pretty sure, right? Yes, I, th- I believe so. And Sanford is always giving us a good product of a game to be able to gauge ourselves. I like where we place them in the schedule too, because we always try and face them right before SEC play, or we face them like the first game of the season to really. They're either going to come out and punch us in the mouth early, or we're going to really give ourselves a measuring stick before SEC play. Yeah, they definitely always make us sweat a little bit. I don't think it's going to be any different this year. I think we're going to have to sweat a little bit in the in this match. I think this is going to be our big uh, oil check before the SEC tournament. So I'm looking forward to this match. Uh, I am a little worried about it, but after watching our offense this weekend, I feel a little bit better. Our defense is going to have to step up. I'm not saying they, they haven't been, but they're going to have to have come to play. They're going to have to be focused. Uh, they're going to have to watch those mental errors and uh, really crack down on that Sanford offense. Yeah. So, opinion question. Let's say we go into these games, have two convincing wins. 
are you comfortable going into SEC play? I'm comfortable going to SEC play after this weekend. Again, I know we played some uh, uh, lesser opponents, some weaker opponents. I hate to say that about our opponents, but uh, you know, compared to us, they were. Uh, but just it wasn't so much that we you know put goals in the net. It was how we did it and, and how we looked. And I think we're we're starting to pull things together. We're starting to put thing you know piece uh, all three positions in the, of the field together and uh, put things together. Uh, we're starting to communicate a little bit better. Uh, starting to know uh, and trust the, the the player next to us a little bit better. So I think after this weekend, I'm a lot more comfortable. First of all, playing Sanford and also going to SEC play. That said. We still have a very tough slate in SEC. Yeah. So at the beginning of the season, we we did a little preview of SEC schedule and talked about that a little bit. And we dealt a lot with that the coaches said that we were going to finish eighth, I believe, either seventh or eighth, pretty low seventh, in the SEC. I believe, seventh. And you and I both said we we don't think we finish under fourth in the SEC. Do you still hold to that that sentiment? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher road, but uh, I think we need to finish fourth in the SEC. I, you know, we should at least set that goal. Actually, we should set first as our goal, of course. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm holding to fourth. Uh, I would be happy with fourth. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's reasonable. I think we've graduated a lot of the big players in the SEC. So some of these games that are a lot more daunting, like South Carolina and Florida, aren't as daunting as they were. And even LSU, which we struggled with in years past. So I think the SEC – is down in a sense, not because they have bad players, but I think a lot of our teams are younger this year, just like Auburn, breaking in a lot of freshmen and sophomores where we've been dealing with stalwarts of the SEC like Savannah McCaskill and players like that for the past couple of years. I know that name makes you shudder, but I, I think this is a, a transitional period, a transitional year in the SEC. So I think fourth is still reasonable, and I would be thrilled with fourth as well. Um, especially with the up and down we started the season with. Drew, before we uh, to close out the show, I got some trivia for you. You ready? Oh gosh, yeah. This is some Brief Folds trivia. All right, I told you I did my research this week. Uh, uh, Brief <laughs> Brief Folds tied a program record by scoring in her fourth consecutive match, and she is the ninth player to score in four consecutive matches. So we're watching for that record this weekend, and she's going to score in five and break that record. The question is, do you want to guess which player was the last to do that? Uh, I mean, if I have to take a stab in the dark, I'm going to go with probably a Ramsier sister. It was Casey Ramsier. You are correct. Well, you're wow. half correct. Yeah. I mean, I, 50-50. I mean, they were they were both great players. Either one of them was bound to, to hold that record as as they hold many records at Auburn. So, you know, we've been, we've been really blessed with, like, great Auburn teams since we started this show, don't you think? Definitely, and, and just looking at some of these freshmen, we looked at Sydney Richards and, and what she did uh, on offense, and then, of course, Caroline Pearson. I've been talking about her all season. I think both of them are going to be uh, at that level, that brief Foles, that Casey Ramsier, uh, Brooke Ramsier level. Of course, you know, uh, Caroline Pearson, I think she's going to be more of the Brooke Ramsier. I think Sydney Richards more of the Casey Ramsier. Uh, so I think we, those are two players to really watch. I've said that before. I'm saying it again. Drew, I got one more uh, piece of trivia for you. I'm not going to make you guess anything this time. Uh, Brie Foles crept up to eighth all-time in points with her PK against Troy. She now has 67 points. She's chasing that uh, record and several others. Uh, so we're going to be keeping an eye on her. You know, we had the uh, Sarah LeBeau watch last year. I'm trying not to, like, jinx anything, but, like, I'm not the first one to say this. You know, when you talk about perfect games, you drink, you know, you jinx the perfect game. I'm not the first one to say this, so I don't think I jinxed anything now that I'm talking about it. I'm not the first to report it. But uh, 
uh, you know, we had the uh, Sarah LeBeau watch last year and the record she was creeping up on. So this year we're going to have a brief old watch and she's creeping on about th- uh, three records, I believe, right now. Yeah, I, I mean, she's had a wonderful career at Auburn. I think she's really started to pick it up over the past three to four games. And this is going to be uh, – hopefully that, that stays and hopefully she jump starts her season. I would love to see her go play at a professional level, whether that's overseas or somewhere here locally in the United States. Uh, I think she deserves it. I think she's talented, especially when we look at her call-ups with the U.S. women's national team. Uh, I think she's destined to keep playing soccer at a high level if she wants to. And it's been really fun to watch her from her freshman year kind of unfold and watch some history before our eyes. Unfold. I see what you did there. Oh, I didn't even think about that. See, <laughs> I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. That's really all we got for you on stoppage time. Thank you for allowing us to join you this week. Thank you for putting up with my awful, awful voice that you have to listen to. I know you're used to the mixture of a Fergie and Jesus style voice, but ultimately this is what you get. And I'm sorry for the allergies that I have. But alas, next week I will probably not be better, so prepare your heart for that as well. Uh, like I said, Southern Miss, not really any information on if that's going to be streaming or not. Samford is on the SEC Network Plus. You will be able to catch that on Sunday at 6 p.m. Go out to the Auburn Soccer Complex if you can. Peter, where can the good people of the Twitter world find you so that they can blow us up for our hot takes? You can find me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. Or you can find me on the uh, E2C Network Facebook discussions group. I'll be on there talking about Auburn soccer and football and whatever else we got going on. Hey, gymnastics is coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and so that's an exciting time. You can find me on the Twitter world at Drew underscore hoop H-O-O-P-0-2. I give only lukewarm takes, nothing too spicy. So definitely catch us there. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?